This presentation is from Succeeding in Design 2022, Sydney. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm super excited to be here because this is my first in-person event in God knows how long. So um, that aside, um, I'm going to talk about my journey and the story that um, Jeanette shared in terms of her journey um, really resonated with me because there are so many sort of parallels and things that really struck a chord with me and my journey. Uh, before I begin, I too would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we're meeting and pay my respect to elders past, present and emerging. So, um, like I said, it's a little story, my own story, of how I became a product researcher, um, no thanks to methods. So, and I'll tell you more about what I mean by this um, in this presentation. So I'll take you back to the start of my sort of corporate working career. Um, I started in software engineering. Um, I was a software engineering uh, engineer writing lines and lines of code. Um, now, there was something about that that um, I didn't quite enjoy. Uh, the fact that I didn't have to talk to anybody uh, probably was at the top of the list. Um, but after a couple of years of doing that, I left with sort of two learnings. First of all is sort of this lifelong appreciation for the magic that people of software engineering create. It, they truly do create magic. Uh, but a firm realization that was in my cup of tea. So I went back to uni, um, did some studying, did my master's, and I thought, what could be the farthest from IT? Um, and I thought, ooh, maybe I'll do sales, because I, I had some people in my family who were in sales, and they, they were always talking to other people, and they were really flamboyant, and I thought, ooh, maybe there, there's something for me there. So I did slash, sales slash marketing in, uh, in my uni and launched into marketing research as a, as a discipline. Now... Starting out in marketing research, I was given a choice. I, I, you know, I was presented an opportunity to either sort of specialize in quantitative methods or qualitative methods. And something about the quantitative methods appealed to me. Um, and I decided to choose that as my area of specialization. I started in agency land, uh, probably the best place to start a research career, in my view, because you work with different clients, different industries, different types of business problems, um, really gave me that opportunity to kind of get my hands dirty on end-to-end -end quant, including advanced quantitative methods. A uh, couple of years of doing that, I had this itch to feel like, think, you know, how would, that, how would it feel to be on the other side of the table and be that client myself instead of just working with clients? So that's what I did. I went ahead and jumped to the other side of the table and became an in-house researcher, um, still in marketing research. So I joined a marketing department um, at a, in a client-side organization. Before I continue with my story, I just want to take a second to sort of talk about these concepts. Now, the discipline of marketing research itself needs no introduction. You know, I'm sure we're all familiar with that discipline. But what's worth calling out are the focus and the frame of reference of this discipline and how that actually varies with user research or product research as a discipline. So 
the world of marketing research is all about user attitudes and user preferences. You know, we, it's that collective insights, which means that the frame of reference in the world of marketing research is big picture. You know, we're always talking about what's the market size? What's the opportunity? How do we size the market? And there are, you know, primarily two main methods to answer these questions. It's either quantitative or qualitative. Um, you know, again, fairly straightforward, but quantitative is numerical or statistical data, and, and qualitative is the semi-structured or unstructured data. And if I can draw a parallel, there's a bit of science and there's a bit of art in these methods. Um, some of the typical projects that I did um, as a marketing researcher working in the quantitative space are things like you know, understanding gamers, uh, understanding their usage and attitudes of mobile gamers, um, determining how much would people pay for a new fizzy drink, um, and also testing whether or not there's a market for a new food event, food and wine event, and if so, you know, what's the what's the appeal? What should be the who should be targeted to? And these are projects that have since then gone on to be actual products or services in the market. So this is the the type of uh, work that I was doing in my marketing research world. Coming back to the story, um, you recall I was an in-house researcher in the marketing team. Uh, an organizational restructure happened and I landed as, I was still in the organization, I didn't get kicked out, but I, I got booted to the product team and I was told I'm going to be an in-house researcher embedded within the product team. This was exciting for me, and, and working with product stakeholders is not a new thing. Even in the world of marketing research, I did work on projects with product stakeholders. So uh, it certainly excited me, uh, the prospect of working as an embedded researcher within product. Um, so like any new person in a team, I went, I spoke to my stakeholders, I introduced myself, I talked to, talked to them about my marketing research background, my skills in quant, um, and I just waited for the projects to come my way and my stakeholders to come calling me for help. Um, but it just didn't happen. You know, after the first couple of weeks, I started to get bored. Um, I, I didn't know what I was going to be doing. And when weeks actually turned into months, I, I was really genuinely concerned. Uh, I was wondering, what am I doing here? Am I really even in the right place as, as a researcher? So, you know, as any researcher, um, I set out to do some research. I started to speak to stakeholders to figure out why isn't, why isn't it that they wanted my help? Now, still being invited to um, daily stand-ups, I, I, I was involved in product roadmap sessions, but I never actually had a research brief come through from my product or design stakeholders, and that really baffled me. And one of the conversations I had with this colleague of mine, you know, I, I really credit him for sort of giving me that aha moment. Um, you know, he, he, he was the head of design in the organization that I was part of, and he said, look, but you're a marketing researcher and you do quant, you're a quanty. And something about that comment really kind of struck with me and it really made me sit up and take notice and 
actually acknowledge that this is what this is how my stakeholders see me this is how i talk about myself to my stakeholders and you know something about this and the world of product research didn't really fit and you know it was it was a real learning moment, moment for me in my journey again sort of taking a pause to talk about some concepts you know if you are if you if you've ever had the fortune of being in a larger organization where there are both marketing departments and product research departments i'm sure you would have had this observation they they are not in sync with each other more most often they're not in sync with each other they operate in their own silos um there might be some ad hoc collaboration but it's highly project based it's definitely not a ongoing seamless humming thing in the world of product or user research the focus and the frame of reference are are very different to the world of marketing research and you can see that here you know we are all about user interaction and user behavior um which means the frame of reference for us is often that individual user you know how is that user interacting with the product or service um and when you compare that with the frame of reference of the of the marketing research discipline it's so different you know we're talking about the entire market as opposed to that one person who is interacting with your product or service so that meant i was in trouble in terms of how i could potentially integrate myself into the product research teams so what did i do um i decided to do some further thinking you know if you think product research you know that green circle is the world of product research it is dominated by qualitative methods you know there's a the the type of questions that we answer you know in terms of unpacking the frame of reference of that individual user means we go deeper um and that requires a a, a slightly greater proportion of qualitative methods compared to quantitative methods so my learning here was it's not that quantitative research or me as a quantitative researcher wasn't valued it was just a a question of how do they use me you know they my stakeholders actually didn't know how to make use of my skills as a marketing slash quantitative researcher so it was my job to help them realize how they can help uh, they can actually make use of my skills so this is you know for the purpose of this discussion i just came up with this flow chart and it's by no means the iterate uh, the linear process that i've depicted on the chart we all probably acknowledge that this is a highly iterative process but if you think about the typical product development sort of journey product research or user research is involved in every single step of the way we answer questions like you know what do the users do how will they interact with this product or service and how can we make this more desirable more useful and more suitable for them and they're all you know touch on sort of methods and uh, that that are qualitative in nature you know this is by no means an exhaustive list but these are some of the typically used methods in the product development journey or life cycle and as you can see they all lend they all lend itself to qualitative methods and like i mentioned before marketing research is not Uh, a new i'm not proposing anything groundbreaking here is definitely 
uh, a method that has been used in product research uh, in the past, but it's definitely ad hoc. You know, if you look at that life, lifetime, there's no, there's no place in the product development journey for, for marketing research. It's probably something that product stakeholders may decide to do. You know, they might be developing an app and they might think, okay, how much should we price this app? That's a place for a marketing research um, project where we would help them determine the ideal price point of the app. So it's highly contextual, highly dependent on the product stakeholder, um, and, and very rarely or sparsely used. So I had to, I had to get to work. I had to somehow find how I could, you know, interject myself into this product development um, life cycle and, and actually help my stakeholders make use of my toolkit. All the while, sort of upskilling myself in qualitative methods because I'm now a part of the product world. Um, but what do I do now and today in order to make use of my sort of skills? So if you think about this life, ci life cycle, there are questions in the early stages of the product development where we do actually need that broad focus on the market. We do need to answer questions around what will people do? You know, what will, uh, whether or not a product or service should be brought to market? Um, you know, how much will people pay? Uh, and I dare say pricing is one of the examples of uh, methods or methodologies that it's like a cornerstone of marketing research. There is no equivalent in the world of user research or product research to a good pricing study. And, you know, why, why not sort of integrate that as a part of that product development journey? Um, you know, how, and again, once the product or service has been launched, how satisfied are people, you know, tracking uh, another example of a quantitative method that could actually help product and design stakeholders. So I did all this mapping. I came up with some typical methods um, that would help product and design stakeholders, you know, things like competitive analysis and pricing and concept testing are, are all from the world of marketing research that can very well help my product or design stakeholders. Um, so I, I took all of this learning and my insights and, and went back to my stakeholders and talked about how I would potentially help them. And you know that, that got some engagement. Um, my design stakeholder um, who gave me that really helpful eye-opening feedback was open to actually working with me. Um, and what happened in the weeks after um, there was some traction and engagement was a new website redesign and a launch. You know, it was, it was uh, a piece of work that the team had been working on for a really long time. So everybody was quite involved and excited. But within the first few days, there was a drop in engagement. You know, analytics actually showed us that something is not right. Um, but what is not right? We didn't quite know. Um, so the approach in terms of solving or answering that problem, as you can see, involved a couple of different things. You know, not only did um, uh, we decide to do sort of in-product intercepts to get that contextual feedback, but a tracking study was also launched to gather that ongoing feedback. And how is it that we are continuing to sort of push the needle uh, when it comes to satisfaction and effort and all of those key metrics? 
Um, you know, for specific feedback, there was qualitative exercises also done. Um, what does it mean to, to engage with a particular section of the website? That meant a qualitative uh, exercise. And being able to sort of triangulate with analytics and data sciences and, and really answer the question from as many different perspectives as we could, um, that was sort of my approach in terms of this project. And that certainly helped me get more engagement from my stakeholders. So sort of fast forward to today, I continue to work in the discipline of product research. I have I've since then worked solely in product teams as, as researcher. I don't even call myself a mixed methods researcher because I, I sort of talk about using any means necessary to um, get the answer to my stakeholders. So I, 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 while I continue to hone my sort of qual and quant skills, I remain open to any and all methods necessary. So I sort of leave you with this, right? If you think about the world of product research, that green circle, there's a place for quantitative methods. There's definitely a place for qualitative methods. And there's a place for any other means necessary um, in order to actually answer that stakeholder question and to do it well. So it's not that qual is not equal to quant. In some instances, qual is going to be greater than quant. In other instances, quant is going to be greater than qual, um, but it's that collective approach that helps us answer those stakeholder questions. Because after all, what's in a method, right? It's about answering that stakeholder question uh, using any means necessary. Um, so that's really the story that I came here to share with all of you. And I'd love to hear your take and your perspectives on methods and if you have any sort of success or horror stories um, when it comes to research methods please let's continue the conversation thank you so much